Tuesday, April 18th. Let's play Hurdle. Today's song is Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. So, Depeche Mode's awesome. I mean, I'm... They were a little early for me. I was born in 79. But they were still huge and popular and all over MTV and had number one hits and all that kind of stuff. But then when I started getting into synthesizers, I mean, Depeche Mode is one of those people at the beginning that did it. Uh, They really changed and became who they were and helped to find an entire group, like a sound, like a movement, I guess, which is called like New Wave or Synth Pop or Electric Underground and all these other names, but it's all the same thing. People found synthesizers and they started making stuff with it. So Depeche Mode, let's start with the name They uh, were about to play a show, and they needed a name. And there was a French magazine called Depeche Mode, and they thought that meant fast fashion. We've learned that it actually meant fashion update. So their band is actually called Fashion Update. But in their minds, it's fast fashion. Anyway, Depeche Mode, he he just nailed it. He was like, yeah, it just sounds cool. (laughs) that's all a band name needs to be it doesn't need to mean anything uh their lineups are all over the place and again i'm not the biggest depeche mode fan to know like all the ins and outs of all the guys that came and went but after their first album came out and did really well vincent clark left vince clark i think it was vince clark he left and he went on to do yazoo or yaz who has some awesome synth songs that's him. And then they went on to do Eurasia. So, I mean, he's doing all right. And the lineup that I think of when I think of Depeche Mode, even though there's more in the band, you know, you think of uh, Dave Gone, which we should probably talk about that. That's how he says you say his name. It's spelled G-A-H-A-N. So people say Gahan, Gahan, it's gone. Like G-A-W-N is the way he says, if you say it like that, you're good to go. So Dave Gone, uh, Martin Gore, and then, um, I'm blanking, Alex Wilder. So the way those guys were in that lineup, it's kind of like Wilder was always described as he's the keyboard player, he's the craftsman. He could build out a song and he knows music. And then you have Martin Gore, who's the idea man. And he was even led into the band because he had a synthesizer. He had a Yamaha SC5, CS5, and that's why he got into the band. But he's the idea guy. He has the vision. He starts songs. He writes them. He knows what to do. That guy's a genius. And then Dave Gone is just the attitude, man. (laughs) He's the X Factor. He's crazy. We'll have to get back into that. But Depeche Mode has hit some of the biggest things on the planet. 100 million they're in the 100 million record sold club, which, trust me, they would much rather be in that club than be in the billions streamed club as far as revenue coming in and how much they made. I mean, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is another band that MTV really helped. You know, early 80s MTV's starting, growing, and to have a music video and to be this kind of music for the young crowd 
at that time, it just kind of blew up. They've never won a Grammy, though. They're one of the ones, I read an article not too long ago that was like uh, listing Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees that have never won a Grammy. And Depeche Mode was high up that list. They've been nominated five or six times, but never won. I always like the story of them shopping their demo tape. I think this is smart. And I think you start to see this the more you dig into stories about successful bands is you'll see that somebody in that band is a business-minded, crafty dude. Not just that he's going to attention to details and make sure things get you know, followed up and accomplished, but just also just kind of like it's crafty. And Depeche Mode was basically shopping their demo tape to record labels and they would hand off your demo tape and like so many things you're just like i don't even know if they're listening to it they might throw it in the trash the second we walk out of here so how do we make sure they listen to it so they started lying and saying like hey this is our lap this is the only uh the only thing we've got it's the only demo tape we have it's the only it's the only one we gotta listen to it right now here in front of us that's all they would play it and they would make them listen to it be like, cause we need it back to give it to the next group. If y'all don't like us. And at least that got them like people thought it was weird. Some people kicked them out, but some people started listening to it right there. And it eventually led to a, uh, a record deal. People thought they sounded too much like craft work who were the originators of synth pop new wave. But everybody at that time, if you listen to Kraftwerk, it, I mean, it was, everybody's ripping off Kraftwerk pretty big. This song is famous for, I've got a 70s mini Moog right here. They used the ARP um, 2600 and an Emu 2 emulator to make these, to make this intro. Let's listen to the intro just for a second. It's not going to pull up on the podcast, but. Okay, so we got to talk about that part too. Okay, so the uh, the emu, the E mu two, the emulator is a giant keyboard that used like old floppy disks. If you guys remember floppy disks, like I had a Commodore sixty four growing up, and we had floppy disks, and you would put in floppy disks, and those were presets, and they would come with presets for different sounds, and then that sound would be in every note in the key of every note all the way up. So if you had, in this song, the is a choir. So you can play chords with that preset in, and, and it's a choir, but it's playing musical chords, like notes. And it just has a really cool sound. And so, I mean, they used presets in those days. Like, these were so new that this is just like, if you bought that, synthesizer, put in the floppy disk and hit choir, yours would sound exactly like it ended up here on this song. Nowadays, so much music has been made that like no one could really use that choir preset anymore. Or as soon as you hear it, you'd be like, oh, that's Depeche Mode. So you kind of have to adapt it, mess with it, put some other things on it and change it up a little bit. Um, Where you would famously know an Emu 2 is if you are familiar with the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris had the Emu 2. And if you notice, he puts in the plop, floppy disk for like, and his preset was a sneeze. And remember, he would go sneeze like he was like, <clears throat> and he was like, Bleh. 
when he was, he would just hit a bunch of notes when he was faking being sick on the phone. That's an emu too. And that knowledge is useless. Okay, what else? This song. Okay, so back to Martin Gore, the idea man. Martin Gore wrote this song as a slow ballad. I mean, it's called, um, what's it called? The, just lost the time. Enjoy the silence. And so it was like a super slow ballad on an organ, him and organ only. And he refers to it as painfully slow. Then Alan Wilder, the guy who, um, the key player, he came in and is already, you know, him and the producer now, they have keyboards and they have synthesizers in the studio and they're like messing with it and running stuff through the ARP and it's just like blowing their minds and it's just like expanding to like, oh my gosh, we can make all these cool uh, sounds. So they sped it up, sped it up, put the synthesizers on it. And then the guitar player um, gave Martin Gore a guitar. It was like, it just needs a guitar part over it. So that dun, 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 dun. And Martin Gore famously says, it's the only time in their career. But when he played, when they had all the synths going, they had sped it up and he just hit those little guitar notes. They all just kind of looked at each other and were like, and they knew right then it was a hit. They were like, this song is going to be huge. Like they just knew it was perfect trying to think what else that's a lot about depeche mode at least it's about this stuff it gets into some crazy stuff in the 90s when grunge and rock stuff happened dave gone went off the deep end had a few near-death experiences overdoses suicide attempts it got real weird for depeche mode there for a while personal jesus that's got a great story behind it if we could ever talk about that song it was actually a line from uh, elvis's biography that priscilla referred to Elvis as her personal Jesus. And that's where they came up with the line for that song. There's a lot of good stuff for Depeche Mode, but we'll try to stick to just this song and some of the early stuff today. Cool. This is a great band. This is a band that we've needed to have covered. I mean, again, I've always said, if you don't know what to do, just start in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and you can't really go wrong because there's going to be so much history there. And this one is not lacking for history. All right. We'll see you all tomorrow. You can play Hurdle every day at Spotify.com slash Hurdle. And you can watch us playing live every day on Instagram at Let's Play Hurdle.